Welcome to the road to growth, success of an entrepreneur. We've raised the bar. Learn firsthand from successful business owners and create your own path to success. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to hit the road to growth with team lead of the Enriquez Group, Realtor Vinny. Android TV, what, is, that, is that a newer platform? It is. So is Sam, okay. Samsung and LG, it'll be on in January as well, is becoming newer. A lot of companies are jumping into the TV space. Wow. How many, this is really random. But how many channels do you think are out there now, like on all these different platforms with Roku, Android TV? Oh, I don't know. The, the the channel, the group I'm with, our shows, we have 20. So we do a 20 shows a week. Wow. Gotcha. Well, walk us through. How would you, how would you best describe basically your show somebody that's got that servant's heart that's not trying to pitch or sell they're out there to build relationships truly connect with people and then take it from there i always use the law of increase from think and grow rich bring value so with building a relationship you know me and you became friends i'm on this show because when we met you brought value i brought value and we decided to move on now you could bring value and it doesn't move on to another connection. That's okay as well. Yeah. But your universe changes. When you bring value to somebody, it comes back to you. I mean, it, it really is one of those things. And even it's like a, uh, I think a, a podcast host, you start realizing, right? In our conversations, right? We don't, we, we want to make sure we don't sound stupid, right? I think that's for majority of us. We don't, we want to make sure that we don't sound stupid, right? So the easiest way of doing that is having something to say after the person says something. So you, you hear they, they're going to say something. You know what you're going to say next. Let them finish the rest of what they're going to have to say. You're probably not even listening to the rest of what you have to say. And then you want to just basically say something back. But if you come back and say, let me actually listen and see how I can bring value like you're talking about, it it changes I mean, changes the game. Yeah, and you're promoting people, Vinny. That's the thing is everybody wants to talk about themselves, even introverts. Yeah. Everybody wants to talk about it, especially something they're passionate about. They have a why about their desire. And what we do on our podcast is do that. But what I like to say is I'm motivating the audience and the guest. I'm inspiring the guest and, and the audience. And we're also educating. I've learned from my guests like probably you have. They've learned some things from me. You know, of course, our listeners have learned. That's why we're, you know, growing as we are. It's a powerful, powerful market. So let, let's rewind to, to a young Steve. I mean, did you have this kind of mindset growing up or was this something that kind of grew over time? In an early age, I started working in a health club. My family started and I learned quickly as people come in, I'm checking them in and you see them three, four times a week because they come in and do their workouts. You start building relationships. And what's crazy is, you know, I'm 18 and these are 30, 40, 50 year olds some very successful and they start giving me tips. Hey, here's how to save money. Here's how to change your washer. You know, Hey, let me give you a tip here. Let me give you a free, I'll come fix your thing for free. People started bringing me value and I realized, wow, this is pretty cool. I'm pretty awesome. And then I bring them value by reminding them, you know, have a great workout. Hey, how was your vacation, Vinny? As they walk, Oh, it was great. Thanks for remembering. And you know, we worked from 78, 79 to 2000, so almost 20, over 20 years. I probably had 20,000 connections. And I'd say over 1,000 were close connections I'd run into in a restaurant. Hey, there's Steve from Royal Courts. Hey, there's Steve from Royal Courts. Hey, Steve, how's it going? That's a true relationship in a business because we had a business. So I saw the power of that pretty quickly. <clears throat> So your parents were entrepreneurs? Was it a franchise? I mean, what was... 
so the gym was my dad and my uncle, uh, my dad, Ralph, my uncle, Joe, and my cousin, Jeff, decided to build a health club and start that business. I came in as a 18 year old out of high school, trying to make some money and Hey, why don't you work the front desk? And that led to 20 years, you know, operations manager, running a couple clubs, doing the operation sides. It was an incredible, I'm going to say this, it's probably not going to sound great. Better than my college experience. I went to JC to play football. When that was done, I went right into the health club and did that full time. So I learned a lot, and I learned a lot from our members of people who have done it already. They've created the wheel. What, like, what are some things that pop in your head when you say, I, I learned this? I mean, yeah, it's a great question. A great story. I met this guy, Tony, a financial advisor. He talked like that. Hey, kid. He called me kid. He'd come in, we'd talk, and he was dealing with hundreds of millions of dollars. This guy was, he driving a beautiful, I think it was a Bentley or a beautiful car. And we built this relationship that we became buddies, you know, never went out and had a drink or anything, but, or hung out at dinner, but during the car, him coming in and working out. And one day he came in, he said, Hey, Hey kid. So what's up, Tony? He goes, have you read the wealthy barber? I said, no, I haven't. He, he gave me the book. He said, read that. So I did. And he came in the next week. He said, did you read the book, kid? Yeah, I did. Basically you're telling me to, or the books tell me to save 10% every month, put it away. Don't touch him. Point right at me. So that's it, kid. Well, I did it. 12 years go by, 30 years old. Somehow I was thinking about Tony. I looked at the account once in a while and it was growing, but I, I followed his lead. I didn't touch it. At 30 years old, 12 years later. By, by the way, this is 79. So I was making six bucks an hour, four bucks an hour. I had $58,000 in there, compounding, growing. Yeah. So, so what I, I was excited. I and mean, so I knew Tony. I called him. I said, Tony, Hey, thank you. I want to tell you, I got $58,000 in that bank account. And he never forgot the story because he used to bother, uh, ask me all the time, are you saving? I'm saving. He goes, oh, that's great, kid. Most people don't listen to me. Guys lost millions of dollars thinking they knew what they're talking about. You did. I said, Tony, I want to do a favor. I want to you know, give you $1,000. He goes, ah, you're not going to give me any money. Your, my reward was you listened to me and took my advice. Hmm. And I learned value. He brought me value. Didn't ask for anything back then. Didn't ask for anything then. I'm sure he ended up multiple million dollar retiree because his universe changed. I'm sure he didn't do that with me. He did that with many people. Hmm. So that serving business does reward you. So what was that? I mean, and I know we're we're going to get into it with you starting your, your podcast and all the other ventures. And one of the, the the questions, usually with a, a family-run business, and sometimes I'll have it for the actual parents that are passing it on to their kids. Other times it's husband and wife that are kind of dealing together. But the dynamic of a partnership and, a, and incorporating family into it is something that always intrigues me. I mean, how was that and how did you kind of grow to adapt with each other? That's a great question because they can be very tumultuous, tumultuous. They could be devastating or they can be incredible like any partnership, but there's a lot more complexity involved. You're absolutely yeah. right. But I grew up idolizing and meant and, and watching my cousin. He was a star football player, which I was at some extent, not to his extent. So I grew up going to his games, you know, just love my cousin. I love what he was doing. love what I was learning. So we, I, I kept learning with them. I had the great mindset. No, yeah, we had fights and there were issues and things happened with family. But 
what I wanted to do is learn from him because he was a hell of a businessman. I mean, we built one of the biggest clubs in our area because of him and my cousin, my, my dad, my uncle. So it became a mentor relationship more than cousin relationship. So he was the one that's kind of running it. Your dad was kind of, and your uncle were kind of out of it. My dad was silent. My uncle was the president. Uh, I didn't know what the titles were, but my uncle, my cousin were running it. And then Jeff, as my uncle got older, Jeff started taking over the op, you know, head of the operations of everything. So I work, work really closely with Jeff. He was the day to day like I was. So it was more so that I guess you had aspirations to kind of follow his footsteps that allowed you to kind of take his lead. Then sounds like absolutely. My dad was extremely successful contractor. My uncle was extremely successful. He actually played for the New York Giants one or two years and then left, came back to the area, and he started a number of businesses. So I was around all these. The key to me, entrepreneur mentors. Found you know people that started businesses, yeah. so I kind of grew up with that with a very young age, and I'm very, very happy that I did. So, would you say you're a, a humble person than growing up? I mean, because even I mean, I don't know. I've I've talked to a decent amount of people that have done well from themselves, yet sometimes their family or significant others don't see the same, see what they've actually accomplished, and so those, those other individuals maybe go, you know what? They did their thing, but I have this idea that's going to make it even better. I mean, it sounds like you're very humble about it. You kind of like follow their way, follow their path. I mean, so there's never a time where you're just like, I can do better than what they're doing. No, I mean, there was times I didn't like, probably didn't like a decision or thought we should yeah. go a different direction. He was very hard on me, mm-hmm. but back then in the 70s, 80s, that's what we did. You know, I worked a lot. I worked Christmas, I worked Thanksgiving because we remodel the place. Yeah. When it's the slowest, people don't work out usually those times. So we would close the gym down for three or four days and build them. But what was interesting to me was how much I learned and the growth I had in 20 years. I, I know I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for Jeff, my dad, and my uncle. Now, okay, walk walk us through. So what happens next? You're, you've built this brand. You've been there for 20 years. I mean, you're talking about late 30s now. What yeah. happens next after after that? So we sold the company, which, you know, we did was, you know, was, we, we had enough of Christmases then. It was a lot of work, loved it. Like I said, I met thousands of great people. So I went into the depression. I didn't 20 years of my life, 20, you know? Yeah. So 18 to 38, that's all I knew. I had no resume built. I didn't have a Harvard scholarship or Stanford scholarship. So I, I, I kind of stuck in a, in a black hole for, I'd sit and watch Oprah and during the day and didn't do anything. But Vinny, here's the great example of serving and building a network. I got a call one day. Hey, when the members called, ex-members were closed and said, uh, I've got an opportunity for you. So I met him at a local restaurant and we sat in the bar and he said, I want you to help me run my restaurant. I'm launching a restaurant. I'm like, well, I know nothing about it. He goes, I'll teach you all that. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Got me out of the couch. I went back to school in my 40s. Uh, to get become a teacher. So this is a great side job that turned out to be a full-time job. But again, my network saved me. Hmm. Treating people right, people liking me, being humble. That's the only reason he reached out to me because he knew I'd be a good fit. And we killed it for two years. And then things happened. We had to close. But again, taking my mindset from the health club, 
of that serving, connecting, building a network to the restaurant. Because it was very unique, Vinny. I would sit. So I learned to cook, which people are amazed that know me. He said, I never cooked when he was a kid. I didn't. But I will cook some great meals. But I was able to cook, and there was a counter in front of me, and the tables were right behind the counter. So I could talk to everybody in the restaurant. It was really small, about eight tables, probably eight or ten chairs of the bar. But every time people would come, and I'd start cooking. Hey, Mike. Hey, Sean. Hey, Tony. And my friends. Hey, how's it going? So we build again just like the health club, start building these relationships. And people kept coming in on a regular basis. Well, you know, with a restaurant, you get regulars, money comes in pretty well because they tell people, hey, you got to go see Steve. And we start doing so well on Fridays and Saturdays. You know, during the week, it was a little slow, but we were packed waiting list. And again, it was building a network, using my old network because old members would come in and eat. My friends would come in and eat, but then I started building another network of people in that area who today are still friends of mine. So the same template, go in, bring value, you know, have fun. We do jokes. We talk, you know, all the stuff like you're at a bar, but people left happy. Kids come in and make sure they're treated great. And I'm nothing special. But what's special about me is I took action doing that, thinking in my mind, when I meet somebody, how can I bring them value? Now, you're talking about kind of building these friendships, networking. Was it more like how are you staying in contact with people? Because I know for myself, I mean, I have a, a, a CRM that basically I put every single person I have in there and I put notes about them because that's just how my memory works. I need to have those notes when I talk to those people. For yourself, was it strictly just memory based? Hey, I know so and so. I remember so and so about this and that, or was it just you came across, you're good with faces, or what, what did that look like? I, I've got this superpower, and that sounds braggadocious or bragging, but it's not. It's I love having this superpower because when I meet somebody like you, you know, right away I gave you a referral earlier. It wasn't something that was a fit, but you said something, hey, about that? Hey, let me connect you here. CRMs you have to have, and I have them, and it helps me go back through the follow-up. Yeah. Hey, I'm starting a new event. I got a new event coming up. Or, hey, I've got this home for sale if you're a realtor. Or, hey, don't forget what I, whatever that is. But just keep it in mind when somebody says something, what can you give them? Now, a great example is two Saturdays ago, I met a guy in Columbia on Zoom. First five minutes in, he's talking about his podcast on YouTube. And I said, hey, let me show you on YouTube how you can categorize your podcasts. So I showed him. He goes, oh, my God, that's awesome, Steve. Well, the, the rest of the call went off like this. We met again this Saturday. He wants to do business with me. Yeah. Just a little tip, a little resource. Do it with energy, you know, as much energy as you, you can. But people want that. When I get it, I feel the same way. You give me a tip that's going to help my business, I'm going to be, I'm going to remember you. Yeah, I'd be a lot more inclined. I mean, I don't know how yeah. many times I get different people, like lenders reaching out, just Oh, give me this, give me that. And you're like, well, what, what value are you providing back to me? What, what can you do for me? And like, even sometimes I'll have people that go, oh, give me your business. And I go, well, I need this X, Y, and Z to help out. Can you help me out with this? Crickets. But they, they were really adamant about getting my business, but to kind of follow up and things like that, it just, but anyways. But, but let's take that. It's a great story, Vinny. That's perfect. In your mindset, no more. Yeah. I mean, they're out of my inner circle. It's well, this is a totally different. Have you ever seen the movie Bronx Tale? Yes. Oh, yeah. 
yeah. <laughs> one of the things I just remember from that movie where the guy's chasing after him for a couple of dollars and all the time. And then finally he tells me, he goes, what are you doing? It's $6 to learn or whatever it was that he's not a person that you want in your network. You got off easy. Like, yeah. That's a great, a great analogy. Exactly. It. We don't follow it because we're so desperate and fearful right now. Yeah. You're in a real estate base. I mean, talk about fear and business, yeah. but still treat value, bring value. It will come. Maybe it's tomorrow. Maybe it's a month. Maybe it's a year. It oh, will yeah. come. Yeah. So, okay. In the restaurant, then what happens next? So you're in the restaurant, helping build that, that up. And then what happens next after that? So then I uh, ran into a guy and we launched a business, a partnership. So this is out of family partnership. And talked to my dad, again, my mentor and my cousin. And yeah, yeah, go for it. If you think, yeah, here's some things to look out for. So we got in and unfortunately within six months, the guy wanted to get out. And uh, so we met at my dad's dinner table and he worked out a deal, got him out. So I have launched my first brick and mortar business, uh, recycling. So we took computers, electronics, and recycle them with the government, state of California. Again, Vinny, let's bring it back. My network from the club, my network from the restaurant. Boom, I reached out to all of them. Hey, guys, if you have any computers, electronics, here's what I'm doing now. First year, we're blowing it up. We were rocking hundreds of thousands in the bank. I'm like, this business stuff is easy. Well, it isn't because you deal with employees and you know, you're going to have your ups and downs. But if I didn't have those two networks together to help me, it would have been a struggle. Marketing would have cost me a lot of money. wouldn't have that much money because you got to market somehow. Yeah. But not all free marketing. You've left a great impression on people. When you go, hey, I need a favor, Vinny. If you need anybody that needs electronics to be picked up, we can do that for you. Yeah, you know, and then emails. Hey, can you pick up? Let's schedule here. Let's do that. And I would do events at schools. And people go, hey, go to this school. Go to that school. Where we pick $1,000 worth of electronics for us in one Saturday. So I'm blessed. Now, unfortunately, that business came to where the government was paying. They stopped paying. State of California changed the rules and, again, went to Jeff and my dad, my mentors, and said, hey, I don't want to close this. I got two employees. They go, they'll be okay. You can't keep running like this because if you close, if you can't pay their checks, you're screwed them even more because yeah. now they've been working and I can pay for the time. Let them go. They'll find their way. And, and it worked out that way. I talked to them about a year later and they were doing well. Actually, I think they started their own company, which was great. Oh, wow. So, okay. So that basically door shuts. What goes on after that? So there's network marketing. You know, I was dabbling in it, so I started full-time because I never wanted to work for somebody. My dad really sunk in my brain uh, entrepreneurship, own your own business, having your own hours. He'd come watch me play football, go back to work, baseball, whatever, all the sibling, all his sons and daughters. So I just started doing network marketing. I delved in that, was successful in some stuff. Some I was not successful at all. But again, building another network, um, and then the podcasting thing came on. And it has been a revelation to my life. What are some, because most of the stuff has been, I mean, face to face, right? For the businesses that you're in. Now with the podcasting, you're talking about all these different platforms, technology. I mean, did you have a background in it? Was it simply basically someone's helping you learn it or what, how did that transition happen for you? Again, universe 
being, you know, take, giving you an opportunity, I play softball on Thursdays and we played against Zoom, the, the company team. And the vice president one day, this is probably nine, 10 years ago, he said, Hey, uh, have you heard of Zoom? I said, Just playing you guys. I know nothing about you. He goes, Let me, what's your email? Let me see your link. I want you to play with this, to play with this product we have. It's called Zoom. You go on video. Yeah, sure. Man, the first two meetings I, I did, Vinny, is like, this is a blessing. I'm not driving to see anybody. Man, I could do this. And then I started growing and learning. And I started using Zoom way before COVID hit because of that opportunity. Somebody reaching out to me. Again, treated them well, was good to them, whatever. And they gave me value again. So walk us through that. So you're, how does the Zoom kind of the meetings turn into a podcast? Well, I was good with people because I started running networking groups. Yeah. I've been doing those for 10 years. So back to 13, 14. So then we started doing the virtuals with the Zoom, especially when COVID hit. And I realized people were really engaged with me. I'm like, man, I'd love to start a podcast. I'll DIY it. I'll jump on YouTube. I'll figure it out. But I'm like, every time I'd start, too much time. And then I ran into a Pantheon group. Pantheon FM in October of last year and met with Kyle and we just talked about changing the world with business thought leaders, people that want to make an impact. I'm like, I'm all in. It's been my goal my whole life. So that I remember the first day, October 2nd, I think it was, and we're in our meetings as we go over podcasts. And I asked Josh, I'm fired up to do this. What do I do tomorrow? He goes, get your phone, get your computer. Don't care what kind of equipment you have. Just start recording content. Find a title and all that, but record content and you'll grow. And it's exactly what happened. How I do it today is so much different than my first show in October of last year. What, when, did you, when did it start becoming profitable where you're actually making money? Because there's a lot of content out there, right? I mean, so learning actually how to monetize it, it could be a difficult thing for a lot of us. The secret sauce that I teach that I learned from Josh, now my partner, I work with him in Pantheon and we do things, is leveraging your guests. Mm. Again, using the three stories I told you about the club, the restaurant, and the recycling company, I'm doing that with my guests. I get a guest on my show. We get started, learn about each other, made laugh, get to know each other. We do a great show, so I'm promoting them. Well, they're fired up because we're talking about them. Yeah. And then when you get done, I fire off value. Like one day I give her 12 referrals. She's like, oh my God, Steve, hmm. this is amazing. How can I help you? Now you used to hear that question. I'd go, I'm good, Jan. I don't need anything. Hmm. And I learned from a very successful businessman. You just shut your door. You got to receive those gifts. Give them what they're asking. Because when you give to somebody and you don't take back, you're making them feel like takers because she took 12 referrals, but she can't help me. Most people, not all, but most people will not be good with that. And that's been my problem for 10 years was, man, I'm giving so much value, but my income's not changing. It's going up a little bit. I've got this big network, but I wasn't making money. Now with the podcast and doing that, I've got opportunities coming to me, partnerships, uh, coaches, one of the listeners signed up with him. He pays me an affiliate fee, a couple thousand. Uh, the opportunities are growing and ever growing. I had a billionaire reach out to me that wants to do a podcast and work with me, pay me thousands of dollars. Oh, okay. All One thing that's always the constant is the podcast. 
because you do this, like I said, the show, people want to bring you in. I get three to 10 referrals daily because yeah. of my podcast. Yeah. Some are guests, you, you probably you too. But hey, you know, I got this and hey, you need to meet Steve. He's great. We can only grow our network by meeting people. If you meet one person a month, how much is your network going to grow? If you meet one person a day, how much is your network going to grow? Your network's your net worth. And I've yeah. proved that over these years with those stories I said previously. Well, if you looking back at kind of where you came from and where you are today, what do you see like the biggest hurdle that you've had to kind of work through to kind of get to this point? I love this question. This is a great question. Shut up and listen. Hmm. I would shut up, but I wouldn't listen. I'm like, people say, hey, you know, you need to listen. So you shut up. But then you listen like this. You know, if you're on video and you can see this. And we've been to Zooms where people go black or, you know, they're writing a book, whatever. They're not paying attention, being aware. Yeah. So I, my mantra is shut up and listen. Bridge that gap. Shut up and really listen to what Vinny's saying. Yeah. And guess what? When you listen like that, then your mind goes, okay, they're looking for a plumber. Great, I know two plumbers here, or I'm looking for a realtor. Oh, I got to have him talk to Vinny. The other thing is asking questions. Yeah, I mean, and I think the the the, the difficult part sometimes is is reminding yourself to actually be curious, right? I mean, that's one of the things for the, the podcast, right? I mean, I've talked to people, and I was like, oh my gosh, this person's so boring, right? And and then I think about it later on, I'm like, you know what? Was I really asking the right questions? Was I? What, did I find something that I was very intrigued about? in their story and kind of dive deeper in there. And that's, I think, a difficult part for a lot of us, right? It's like, if you're not getting the instant gratification of something that's exciting or they're not portraying in an exciting manner, right? You go, but you have to find something that you can be curious about or, or like you said, something you can give value to. I love that. Curiosity is a, a great thing for us humans because we love that. We're always curious. And a tip for that that I do is I listen or ask their passions before the show. What are you excited about? Like I just had this morning on my show, uh, a guest who owns a soccer team in Spain. Oh, wow. Extremely passionate about it. I love sports. I'm not a big soccer fan, but I knew his team. And, you know, Wrexham, the big Wrexham, we talked yeah. about that. Once I delved into his, I mean, this guy sold six companies. Mm. He's got more money than we can imagine. But he became humble to me. And I think he is anyways, but we really connected because we talked about the soccer before the show. Mm. That was his passion. And we talked about it during the show because I was truly interested. You know, you're an American from North Carolina and you're in Barcelona, Spain, <laughs> a soccer team. It's quite different. Yeah. And it turns out to be a great show. And they, and they will keep talking about their passions for a long time. Yeah, that's an interesting one right there. Passion. That's what the passion is. Um, so, so Steve, if, if we were talking in uh, five years from now, where do you see your, yourself and your brand going? Well, I see my TV show going to Netflix. I see my podcast with over 10 million followers. I hope to start a nonprofit for children. Mm. And enough abundance or money in, in that respect that I can help more people that some of my guests I have on my show, like Mac, who I had on earlier, he's giving back, yeah. which I don't see a lot. And I don't know everybody that's successful, but I know when I become successful, that'll be my ultimate goal. I'm going to give you free stuff, free, three things to help you 
give you tips, resources to be available. Now, of course, you can't be available all the time, but making yourself available to able to help people and serve people. Yeah. It's a powerful yeah. thing. Well, thank you so much, Steve, for being here. If people are listening and they're looking to get more information about you, the podcast, when it gets on to Netflix, everything like that, what's the best way of them staying untouched? Yeah, I've got a link, my digital business card, info.co slash podcast, I-N-P-H-O-N-E dot C-O slash podcast. I'm going to just one last question. Yeah. If you could talk to your younger self, the one that just got hired at your your uncle and your dad's uh, business, is there a piece of advice that you would give to that person? Two things, to shut up and listen. I wish I did it back then. I'd be a multimillionaire. Seriously. I mean that with all my heart. I'm not, because I just didn't. And the second thing is find mentors and listen to them. Coming back to the listen. Find somebody like I did during the health club days. Somebody that can give you some resources. And the third thing is build a network. Start connecting with people. Just connect. Don't sell. Don't pitch. Don't have them sell or pitch. Just connect like you would. If you're married out there, think about your first connection with your wife or your husband. I yeah, call one it business of, marriage. One of one of the guy, one of the things that one, someone told me once was like, if you meet someone that has talent, is you have to kind of look at them and go, one day either I'm working for you or you're working for me, right? And like just having that idea of someone that you like that you can really relate to or that you think highly of, make sure you make a conscious effort to be around them. To, to, Great point. The other thing I would add, and thanks for adding that, be in rooms of people hyper more successful than you. Yeah. Be the little man on a totem pole. And add to that, be very humble. Don't start pitching your stuff. Don't start telling you the greatest. Don't don't bring no ego in because they're way above you. Yeah. The wealthy people I've worked with and working with now, they need a me. They want to work with me, which is really not what society thinks. They need help just as much as anybody else. It's just different kind of help. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Steve, for being here today. Hopefully everyone got some uh, some great nuggets right there. I mean, if you can, if you build a network like Steve's talked about and you can remember your network and grow it and grow it, you're going to be, I mean, quality in any kind of business you get into. So. Thank you for listening to The Road to Growth, Success of an Entrepreneur. Please like, subscribe, and stay connected. Visit www.TheEnriquezGroup.com. Yeah, I created a website. Hope to see you again next week. The Enriquez Group, signing off.